0: The Eyes to the Left. Hello and welcome to Eyes to the Left, the Mirrors political podcast. My name is Jason Beatty. I'm joined in the House of Commons with Kevin McGuire and Mikey Smith. We're sitting in the Mirrors office in Parliament. You may hear some of our colleagues. Typing behind us, there might even be the old phone call, but bear with us, we're going to chat through the major political events, starting with a big story of the day, which is
1: Donald Trump's latest, well, retweets of what, Mikey? Um, he has retweeted uh, three videos that were originally posted uh, by Jada Franson, uh, who is the deputy leader of Britain First. And Britain First is a? Britain First is a far-right anti-Muslim hate group, essentially.
2: Fascists. Yeah, I think we
1: can call them that. They're pretty
0: odious people, aren't they? They they They're a scum of a scum. And there you have a leader of a free world, the head of a country, the president of the United States, retweeting this to his 44 million followers. There's absolute. Well, outrage, disgust, despair at this, Kevin, isn't
2: it? Yeah, I think ugh, Donald Trump has, has taken the fact he's not going to get inv- an invitation to the uh, wedding of, uh, uh, of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle rather uh, harder than I, th- uh, I expected. Uh, it's, it's absolutely incredible because they are an utterly vile organisation. And there is a Hawk Not Hate, a very good uh, campaign. Uh, the Mirror's been long associated with it. We, Jason, you've been associated with it, Absolutely. like I have individually for a long time. It's all about tackling extremism in Britain. And they have a have a report out uh, today about how on the on the web, fake news, uh, mock-up uh, videos and so on, are just spreading that hate and that poison and that evil. And they Report comes out and then up pops uh, Donald Trump with with Britain first. It's it's unbelievable. The bloke we we know he's deranged uh, and he's mad and he's a, you know, a liar, a sexual predator. He's almost everything unpleasant you could imagine. And when you think he can't get any worse, he manages. He manages to. I mean, he's just. <laughs> And, I, uh, and we should
0: say that you know one of the videos in question is a, a Dutch video, which has since been taken down. Yep. And, it, and, and just to give you some idea of how horrific this is, it's, a, it's allegedly a Muslim man attacking a white man on crutches. But, and it's a Muslim migrant, I should say, yep. mm. none of which is true. No. They've, they've now found out that this guy wasn't a Muslim and he wasn't even a migrant. So they, he's spreading vile hatred. I thought the most pertinent comments came from Brendan Cox, the widow of Joe Cox, whose killer shouted, Britain first as he, he bludgeoned her to death, and Joe, uh, Brendan Cox is saying, you know, Donald Trump is spread, spreading kind of hatred in uh, America, and now he's trying to bring it over
2: here. Yeah, which, which he is, and you know, the, the truth uh, and, and Donald Trump are, are strangers. Uh, he's He doesn't care. He just wants to stir up... Uh, hate all all the time uh, he wants to build his his walls he always makes connections that uh, that d- uh, don't exist and it is you know, look he may never come to britain now because they will not ne- uh, be able to guarantee him uh, a trip down the mall in, uh, right. in a coach without a protest and the more he does, the more he is hated. Yeah, no, no, well, we might, have an
0: established policy of yeah. not allowing peddlers of hate, 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 hate to race hate no, no, into this country well, in the first
2: place. No, should be important. Important. Yeah, denied a travel and, uh, and what was like,
0: so interesting about this was that in the Commons, that Stephen Doughty, Labour MP, and Yvette Cooper, another Labour MP, stood up on, on a point of order and they called on Amber Rudd, who was there as well, the Home Secretary, to have the opportunity to denounce this, and Amber Rudd sat on her hands and said nothing. And what's a point, you know, your mind's suddenly clicking, going, why hasn't she got the courage to do this? It's because they need a trade deal and they need to keep yeah. Trump on side. And that's how bad it is that we have to pretend, feign to be friends with this guy who's so odious.
2: Yeah, American's fine, America's fine, but Donald Trump isn't. But you're right, right. Brexit, there we are. Uh, They're going to double the offer to 40 billion, 50 billion, whatever it is we're going to have to pay. Uh, Never put that down the side of the Leave bus. So it was (laughs) £350 million a week for the NHS. Not that Brexit is going to cost you 40 or 50 billion pounds. And we know they won the Leave campaign, won on a lie. But it has weakened Britain. And one of the ways we now know it's weakened is they have to go around, cap in hand, around the world to people like Trump, who is going to put America first. Britain will be second. Britain won't be Britain first with Trump, mm-hmm. but nevertheless, they're desperate to try and stay on on side with him. It. It it's it's pathetic. It's appalling. It's it's vile. It's disgusting. And Amber Rudd, I think, is a, a pretty, you know, by and large, it's quite reasonable, respectable. Yeah. It will have hurt her inside to yeah. know what she did by not denouncing that.
0: I know. And then you've got. This, you know, Labour MPs lining up now to say, you know, Trump is not welcome. No, Moona, David Lammy, yeah. Chris Bryant, they've all stood up and said, you know, and Tracy Brabin, who inherited Joe Cox's seat in the most tragic circumstances, also saying he shouldn't
2: come to this country. You remember the flat that John Burke, the Speaker of the House of Commons, mm. got when he said Trump would not be allowed to, to address mm. Parliament? Blimey, he was just ahead of his time. Yeah, he has <laughs> vindicated Burkhill time yeah. after time. By by the by the disgusting acts and yeah. words of Donald Trump,
0: and I'm going to try and make this seem as seamless as possible, Mikey. But we also had, you know, those famous pictures now of a slightly sickening of Theresa May holding Donald Trump's hands, and that was one of the better jokes by Emily Formby, who was deputising for Jeremy Corbyn at Prime Minister's Questions because. Theresa May is on a foreign trip, so it was Emily Fornby up against Damian Green, and how did Prime Minister's Questions go? And please explain a joke I've just quite introduced. Um,
1: uh, <laughs> if, if, if I'm honest, it was not the uh, most stellar uh, edition of Prime Minister's Questions. It was a little bit thin... Um, a bit stumbly. Neither side really landed any hits. Oh, I disagree. Ooh. Oh, I, controversial I, opinions. I, I, yeah, closetory. Closetory. Well, there are a couple of funny moments. That the, the, the opening funny moments. Obviously, Damien Green uh, is, is is currently uh, under investigation uh, by the Cabinet Office for for various allegations about his behaviour. Um, and I thought allegedly um, having.
0: Um, pornography on his computer, an allegation, I say, from the lawyers, which he strongly denies. Yes, but that is out there, so we can say
1: that. But uh, I, I thought Emily Thornberry quite quite uh, nimbly wrong-footed him at the beginning by, uh, by leading one way uh, about uh, asking a question about whether he would be uh, happy to be held by the same standard he would expect uh, Labour ministers to be held by. Uh, uh, it was quite a... a, a a vague question to which he instantly stood up and said, yes, I think everyone should be held to the ministerial code. Thinking he was being Thinking asked about his own exactly, personal behaviour. Exactly. And then and then we had the, 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 and, and then the then sucker punch, which was... You'll have to remind me.
0: She asked him about a question he had asked 17 yes. years ago to John Prescott. And, he, and it worked brilliantly, I thought. She, she set him up. And, and that was about nurses leaving the NHS. Indeed. And that led in. To this kind of rather kind of, I thought very good at the forensic attack on the state of nursing and the state of the NHS. Yeah,
2: unlike uh, comrade Mikey, I, I thought uh, <laughs> Emily Thornbury <laughs> was pretty magnificent. Actually, yeah. she was like a cat playing with a mouse, just giving her a whack with a <laughs> with a paw. And she'd done her homework. She's smart. She's sassy. She's a former lawyer. She even made a joke too against herself in the sense you're going to watch the England Rugby League team on Saturday against Australia. She'll be waving the flag of St. George, a reference to when she was in the Rochester by-election. Had that picture of a huge flag outside a house in a white van. And Ed Miliband stupidly overreacted before the 2015 election and sacked it for her. She got a lot of allegations. She's a snob. She's not a snob. She was dragged up the hard way, done well in life since. The Tories taunt her as uh, Lady Nugent because she's married to a judge. But she came, she came up the hard way. Uh, And she's not not a snob. And it was all about the flag hanging out the window, not the violin. Mm. I know know, Mm. from a council estate, my parents would be furious if someone was hanging a massive flag outside the house all the time. They'd say it was a sight and it's dirty. But, But she was very clever. He... He was miserable. He looked Damien green as if he'd have rather been back in his office with the door closed, typing one-handed. Uh, he just did not want I, to be I've there. I've
0: never known anybody stutter quite so much. Almost every other word was punctuated with a um, ah, uh, 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 and it took ages for him to say anything. It was, and he yeah. looked uncomfortable, didn't he? And oh. and I think as you know, people noticed as he left the chamber at the end of the thirty minutes, where there was no backstacking from his colleagues. They realised he'd been a dud as well. Uh, he, he
2: was. He, he flopped. I mean, look, he's had the stuffing knocked. Nut- out of him, he's uh, been uh, investigated by his own department, the Cabinet Office. Uh, everybody knows he's in the fingertip club. He could be out. See what happens with the investigations. But these are not legal investigations. Politics is uh, is is a is a different game. It's more like the civil legal test of balance mm. of probabilities, how people view view the allegation of the porn, the porn that is alleged, which he denies, mm. is uh, truly shocking, uh, which he denies. And nevertheless, he's already changed his story. He said it wasn't there when Bob Quick, a former top cop, uh, said, said it was. And he changed it. Well, they never told me at the time. And that was noticeable. His own side of, of, of clock that. And I don't think he did himself any favours whatsoever.
0: And this investigation has now been going on for three weeks, I think by counting at least, hasn't it, hasn't it? And it's extraordinary that the Cabinet Office person looking into it, Sue Gray, has yet to come to a decision. Or maybe she has. But I, yeah. this is a problem for Theresa May. She's so weak. She's lost Michael Fallon. She's lost Putty Patel, and Damian Green is her strongest supporter, her biggest ally in the
2: cabinet. They're all chums all the way back to yeah. to Oxford uh, days. He thinks the same way as her. He's a Remainer too. She's yeah. a Remainer. She doesn't believe in government Brexit policies. She's just pushing through this act of national self harm. Uh, she uh, she feels uh, she has to. It'd be a mega blow uh, if he goes to her. Uh, but nevertheless, I'm not sure how much of a blow will be to the government after watching that performance. <laughs> no, because all the other Brexiteers around
0: in the Cabinet, Theresa May is overseas, uh, Boris Johnson is uh, in Africa, Ivory Coast, I seem to think. And, uh, somewhere and, there's and a coup. And Liam Fox is spreading his limited charms around <laughs> Australia. And so all, they've all done a bunk on the day. It emerged that we're going to be paying 50 billion pounds in a are. divorce settlement to the EU, I which nobody the government's deny, but all accepting that's kind of a ballpark figure. We don't know a precise number. And, and what's surprising is how the Brexiteers, who insisted we weren't going to pay a penny, but Boris Johnson said, go whistle. Others called it ex- Dorsion. Ian Duncan Smith even suggested that the EU should be paying us the privilege of leaving. <laughs> and now they've all they've all ter- kind of turned over pathetically, haven't they? They're kind of well, the, I mean, supine, spineless.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe we should have a Gore Whistle collection and uh, people like Boris Johnson, he can chuck in 50 billion uh, himself or so. So you, when his dad he's getting paid for, I'm a celebrity, put yeah, the money well, First, thing we could yeah. buy him as
0: a spine. And the second, thing, we should buy him as a lie detector machine yeah, yeah. for.
2: Well, Johnson's been sacked twice for lying in his career. Once when he's a training reporter on the Times for making up courts, second time by Michael Howard when he's on the front bench, he lied about an affair. His, his biggest lie of all was during the referendum campaign. And I think, I think Lever voters have every right to be furious because they were conned. They were promised lots of money, £350 million a week for the NHS. Instead, they're going to have to find £50 billion. It, it, it's, it's monstrous. And it's it's almost like Damien greed. His, you know, his might be personal lies, but they're relatively small, if indeed they're lies at all, compared to the to the giant con pulled out by Johnson, Go, Fox, and David Davis, yep. who were all in that Leave campaign, the Brexit Secretary too, and now they have just turned, and we've all got to uh, pay. And, and, I think I think people are, should rightly be outraged. If they're not outraged, there's something wrong with them. I know.
0: And and what's so interesting, I thought, was that, you know, but we haven't got the massive backlash before yet from the Tory MPs. Maybe it will come later, but they they seem to be accepting that, that, you know, as we get closer and closer to this crunch summit next month, when Theresa May sits down with the other EU leaders to try and get the Brexit talks to move on to the trading relationship, yeah, it's, As it's get- tribalism.
2: They, they don't want to bring down their own government. Their, right. own, their own government is, is doing something they don't agree, agree yeah. with. But they do not want to, to try and block it. Because it's all right for Nigel Farage to stand on the sidelines and say, you know, I'd walk, I would never do this. But he's never been responsible for anything in his life.
0: Uh, when Nigel Farage was tweeting this morning saying, if I was an MP, they should be asking, telling Theresa May they won't pay a penny. And I thought, you tried seven times to become an MP, <laughs> Nigel. Yeah. I, this I, is why you can't answer the question
2: yourself. I saw him this morning. He, he thought Britain's liabilities were about 25 billion. So he established the principle. He never said that during the campaign. But then he claims, well, they owe us so much more in terms of shares of billions and so on, it will cancel it out in a magic, uh, a ma- a magic switch. He knows. He was part of that uh, very, very dishonest campaign.
0: And the other thing I thought was fascinating and kind of almost kind of lost amongst the kind of kind of thickets of noise and bluster and climb downs was by agreeing to stump up this money. Theresa May has actually accepted now that a bad deal is better than no
2: deal. (laughs) (laughs) Because we all know no no deal is an absolutely worse deal. But there is something utterly, utterly crazy that we are going to pay, as a country, unless this is stopped, £50 to leave the world's most successful free trade area and then apply to be back into that free trade uh, area without any influence.
0: And that's the problem, isn't it, Mikey, that we've got, you know, this is not the end game by any means at all. He's got to get from this summit. Now, the three big sticking points are... Uh, This divorce bill, we think we've got to overcome that one. The issue of citizens' rights, that's still not entirely resolved. And then the big one, the unexpected roadblock that was actually there right from the beginning, Northern Ireland. Now, what's the problem with Northern Ireland?
1: Northern Ireland is is a problem because, obviously, uh, the Republic of Ireland uh, will remain in the EU and uh, Northern Ireland will not um and uh, david davis has long said that he will will absolutely under no circumstances will there be a hard border between the two and it's very very hard to see how that is in any way possible and
2: of course in northern ireland which bordered remain the democratic unionist party the 10 mps proper uh, proper may and the tories for a billion pound in the bond parliament they wanted out. They're out of step in their own uh, their own six counties, their own bit of uh, the UK, that bit of bit of bit of Ireland. And there's not going to be an Irish general election now, or well, certainly not this year. After a compromise, well, they, they, they sacked the uh, the, the Taoiseach sacked the deputy, really, didn't they? Uh, and they're pushing for Northern Ireland to remain part of the customs union, the single market. Now, of course, the DUP don't want that because it would shift the border from those six counties with the Republic to down the Irish Sea, and it would cut them off from the rest of the UK. But, you know, you, you, can, you can sort out citizens' rights. You can sort out the money. I cannot see how you can sort out the Irish question, other than as Bertie Ahern, the former Taoiseach who was there at the Good Friday Agreement, says you basically look away. Yeah, and it. you just I, I, uh, and you fuzz
0: it all. I, I've looked at every single position and none of them seem to work. That's, they either don't please the EU or they don't please the DUP yeah. or they don't please the, the Irish Republic. There's just no decent solution there it, at all. It's, it's
2: whether the current Taoiseach uh, feels strong enough to try and veto the other 26 members of the European Union going forward to the next stage of talks so or he says, no, no, I want Ireland sorted out first or whether he just backs down. I think he'll back down.
1: I mean, it... Uh, we say he has to back down i don't think he has to back down but do because- i think he will because yeah. it comes down to those those uh, two words, sufficient progress. No one's ever got a, a clear definition definition of what sufficient progress is. That's the intention, isn't it? Which is the intention? Though, is the intention yeah. Absolutely, the intention. I think that was that was the idea all along. So, uh, I mean, to a certain extent, this this line that I'm certain David Davis came up with, which is that nothing's agreed until everything's agreed. That is the official exactly. EU line on all is, treaties, which uh, <laughs> it, it, it's kind of true. Um, it is. But uh, they get to decide. when we, and, and from what I was hearing, I, I was over in Brussels the other week, and from what I was hearing from people in Brussels, citizen rights is, is more important to, uh, to the Brussels negotiators than perhaps we would
2: think. You know, we're, just in the, we're just in the foothills of this uh, Brexit yeah. mountain. Um, Um, This is just to move forward to the negotiations around future relationships, mm. whether in the customs union, air customs union, whatever, a single market. Uh, how long the car park is going to be on the M20 at Dover when uh, lorries are being checked. I mean, this is how many jobs are going to be lost yeah. from the city. What happens oh, we, to the big manufacturers? And, and absolutely is, And brutal. the key
0: point is we're going to have to pay if we want access to the single market. At the moment, the Prime Minister is talking about a modest amount. That <laughs> yeah, I, wow. I think that modest amount could be quite substantial. And then you're going to have not only the backlash of paying the divorce bill of £50 billion, pounds, but the ongoing payments. And those ongoing payments will not be any way going to help the
2: NHS. Yeah. As promised by believers, we we, we know that the the leave, the leave side there were, li- there were lies on the remain side, but the leave side won that referendum very narrowly, on a on a pile of lies and uh, and deceits.
0: Okay, so very quickly, just to wrap it up, Kevin, do you think when we get to this big summit in December, do you think we're going to uh, be allowed to move on to trade talks?
2: Uh, I think they'll signal yes, but it's going to be full of caveats. It'd be very dangerous. They know the other, the other, the other twenty-seven. We're the ones walking away, and I and I love hearing Brexiteers like people like Cahoe saying, "Oh, no, Ireland should be more positive about Brexit." We're the ones <laughs> who are lobbing the bottles and the uh, and, and the bricks. We're the ones who want to move out. They're going to make it difficult because they know, unless there was progress early next year, companies, big companies, will begin to make contingency plans to move into the single market, and they want those companies and they want those jobs and they want the taxes. They pay. We've we've created this chaos, Mikey.
1: I I, I think pretty much the same. Uh, I think purely from uh, a practical standpoint, everyone's running out of time. Uh, if it doesn't get agreed by uh, by mid December, then uh, chances are it's not going to be agreed until uh, next March, which is the next meeting of uh, the the E27 leaders and. Once you get to next March, that only leaves twelve months until we actually have to leave. And about six months. The key thing, it's that, the months months of thing that is intention to, be, to
2: leave, isn't yeah, it? We've got notice intention.
0: Actually, it's, it's less time than that because yeah. they have to they've actually only got to October twenty eighteen because any deal has to be presented to the European Parliament for approval, yeah. and that's going to take two or three months as well. Uh, so the clock that's is right.
2: And this Parliament we're in here, which yeah. but are they was it it's December the twentieth. They've got to decide whether they put the leaving date into law. Although there's a bit of a backlash against that, uh, so, that whizzy idea from uh, from May.
1: My suspicion mm-hmm. is that whatever deal is on the table,
2: sort of end of next week, we're we're probably going to take it. No, we're not any position. We? Look, we've got the weaker hand.
0: Weaker hand. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, as I said, my name is
2: Jason Beatty. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Miller. Kevin is on Twitter. Kevin underscore Maguire, M A G U I R E. Mikey. I'm uh, at Mikey Smith with a K. And you can go to our website, which is
0: mirror.co.uk forward slash eyes. That's A-Y-E-S. Do subscribe, leave some suggestions, messages, hopefully not too painful or rude. (laughs) And and we'll be back again next week. Thanks (laughs) very much. The
1: eyes
0: to the left.